All right. Thanks so much for listening to the Park Hills podcast. This week, we are going to tackle the book of Numbers. Everyone's favorite. It's just the best. So if you want to get to know more about us or what we're doing as we read through the Bible in a year, parkhillschurch.com or the Park Hills Church app, you'll find our podcasts and all of our Bible things that we're doing there. Come join us. We'd love to have you. Chris, uh, you yes, seem to um, become cranky, Chris, when we talk about the book of Numbers. You even admitted to it on Sunday. And I, I don't know how pastoral that is of you to define one book of the Bible as a book of the Bible you don't like. Uh, ironically, uh, it was a book you didn't like, and yet, honestly, one of your great sermons, I must say. So oh, I, I will compliment you and insult you at the same time. And uh, I will accept both as well as the <laughs> chastisement you're throwing my way. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, that being said, I, I, I am a firm believer that I think all of our sermons are good. So maybe that, maybe I'm slightly uh, biased. Uh, slightly. I, I remember being at a pastor convention one time and, and, the, and what the guy opened up. He says, yeah, I'm a different guy. He says, I happen to think every sermon I give is great. Other people don't seem to think so, but I do. Anyway, but <laughs> I, I kind of feel that way, obviously, because it's, it's the Word of God. And I know right. I know that you weren't disliking the Bible as you said that. I, my guess is you're uh, kind of frustrated to, to read numbers as maybe we are, as we see how things just go wrong. We've got these rebellions, mm-hmm. seven of them. We've got uh, the people complaining about their hardship, and their hardship, by the way, was we have no steak and I understand that. They want some meat. <laughs> they were frustrated uh, with the lack of pork chops and such. Of course, they well, wouldn't have those anyway. Correct. They would not eat pork chops. Anyway. but uh, And then we've got Miriam and Aaron speaking against Moses. And we've got the whole community raised their voices and grumbled against Moses and Aaron. You've got and Korah with Nathan and Abraham. And 250 leaders of the community is rising up against Moses. That is not a moment where it's fun to be a leader. Uh, and then you get chapter 16, entire community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. Uh, chapter 20, people quarreled with Moses. Isn't this just sound fun as a leader, you know? Yay! And then chapter 21, it reaches, reaches a new peak here. And the people spoke against God and Moses. Yes. So I'm assuming, is this what makes uh, Chris a little cranky? There's a lot that makes Chris cranky, <laughs> but he doesn't show it. He tries to hide it a lot. But so, yeah, numbers, numbers is bad for lots of reasons. One, you know, everyone complains about Leviticus, but as we pointed out in the podcast, and I think we did fairly well with both the sermon and the podcast, Leviticus is, there's a lot there. Yeah. It's a deep mine of beauty. You can... Yeah, it stinks at first, and you read through it, and maybe you don't get it. But as you get to know who Jesus is, you go back to Leviticus, and it's like, whoa, there's a lot here that's beautiful. With Numbers, there's the high points, you know. There's the the Nazarite vow. That's always a fun one to read and talk about, you know. You've got these weird little comments and things that are happening that are beautiful. Uh, 
you know, you got this, but then you got this talking donkey and a and a weird yeah. prophet that's saying bad things about Israel, and then yeah, you've got these seven. He's like, do not hit me again. <laughs> <laughs> I always love that story because it's like the donkey says, you know, don't hit me. And the guy doesn't respond. What a talking donkey. Yeah. He just talks to back to the donkey and that's it so there's so many questions. Like the real donkey yeah, there, yeah. Does right? this guy talk to donkeys all the time? Like why is this a weird conversation? Anyway. Uh that's where I've often said the little details of the Bible that are left out just torture me. Like, you know, and I think they're meant to. Yeah, I think they are too. Just like you, yeah. Like, I mean, we've talked about it, and even that illustration that he used on Sunday of us entering the story. So much of that is just the way that we approach God's word, and not in a. Yeah. It's not different than how most preachers do, but you have to imagine yourself in the story, and then start asking the questions. All right, what am I missing? What's here? What's not here? And kind of dive into that. But yeah, all those things bother me with numbers, and then these rebellions are just brutal. And I think the fact that there's seven of them is interesting. Right. If you're talking about the seven days of creation being a completion of, you know, creation, the the idea that God was done and that was seven. And then you turn back and you go, okay, there's seven, uh, you know, rebellions. There's got to be some kind of correlation. Something's going on there. So then as you just read, there's there's seven of them. They have, there's a complaint and it starts off with, I'm mad at God because he didn't give me stuff. And then we're mad at, you know, two of the leaders step up and they, they push back against Moses. Then the whole community pushes back against God and Moses. Then you've got Korah, another specific individual, and 250 other people all get swallowed by the earth. It's just a really bad situation. And it's not that rare when uh, complaining people gather other people around them to come and complain in force. Or at least they say there's other people around them. <laughs> it starts out around yeah. the churches. A lot of people think yeah. this. A lot of people said this, or uh, yeah. I have a huge group of people that said this. Yeah. So then we, but then we move back. There's actually a chiastic structure to this. So the community was the third argument, and it's also the fifth argument. And a couple of leaders are the second argument, and also partially the sixth argument. And then the seventh and the first both are connected. They're complaining against God, and they're complaining against God again. But now we've added Moses into it in 21. So how do you not get depressed with numbers yeah. when it's so much rebellion? It's true, and it, it reminds you again of what what was happening just even in Exodus, just how how prone people are to complain and and that complaints usually involve being very focused on the now and forgetting what has already happened mm-hmm. and forgetting the faithfulness of God for them and caring for them. And yeah, they, they certainly they they want, you know, meat, but have they forgotten about the provision of manna, this miraculous right. Provision, yeah, they want something different, but uh, you know, God has been faithful to them. He's He's carried them, and they forget that. You know. Yeah, I mean, and it's hard for us to to consider because we've never had huge miraculous moments like this. You know, you and I have had moments where we know God is there. We know God's doing something. We we get impressed by those moments. We're excited that God's working. We feel like we're, you know, we're a part of it. And I'm sure many of you listening have had those moments where you're just, it feels like you're operating in God's will. Everything's going right. God's great. Everything's great. But I've never walked across dry ground through where the sea is being held up by wind. You know, I've never watched a fiery cloud descend upon a mountain and rumble the whole earth. 
You know, I've never heard a voice from the heavens that speaks and, and everyone, all millions of people who are sitting there can listen to it. So I've never had those moments. So then I don't understand why they can't just be good, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. you have these moments and you turn around, the very next thing you do is you start questioning. You know, I, I love that you're a huge fiery pillar that walks us through the day and the night. That's so beautiful. I love that. Appreciate it. Why can't we have any food? You know, yeah. or where's you, the water? Yeah, you just gave us all this food. Where's the water? We we have all this this food that you're providing miraculously. Where's the meat? And it's just this constant. What is going on? But at the same time, I do the same. I do the same thing, right? I mean, I wake up in the morning and I go, "God, I'm all yours today. We're we're totally on fire." Spend some time in the Word. Spend some time in prayer, as I do every morning. And then, you know, my kids look at me funny an hour later when I wake them up. And all of a sudden my whole day is, is weird because I, I'm still harboring bitterness toward a kid that I'm trying to wake up and I don't understand why they're being mean. You know? It's like, like Paul, why do I do the things I don't want to do or the right. things I don't want to do, I do and or, or vice versa. It's just, it's that frustration of going, we, we have those same patterns. Right. And I, I love what you pointed out in the sermon too. You know, we can sit there and we want to be the hero of the story, but we really can relate to the fact that, these Israelites were kind of boneheads uh, uh, quite often, and they just, yeah. how, how could you forget that? Now I realize there was a lot of time passing there too. And boy, you could certainly want er, understand how they would get sick of not having meat right? or whatever. It reminds me of Keith Green's song about manna, <laughs> manna burgers, manna waffles and such. <laughs> I love that. But, you know, it's true. We are prone to complain, and, and it really happens when we focus in on what's happening circumstantially right now, maybe what we feel like we have no control over and we feel like God does and we don't understand why he's not doing things the way we would want them done. Right. Which is really the main point of these rebellions and why they're so bad is it's not so much about what you're doing. It's about who you're doubting. That's great. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not about yeah, it's not about, you know, the lifestyle that you're choosing to live. It's the tr- who you're trusting and what's going on. And they just don't do that. And so it's not about what you're doing. It's about who you're doubting. And they doubt God way more often than they should. And again, I want to throw stones at that. But I also need to realize that's that's a big part of who I am just in general. Yeah. And I think what's beautiful about the book of Numbers and the whole Bible in general is... Oh, don't say something nice about Numbers now. You'll yeah. go against yourself. Well... <laughs> Well, you know, if you want me to show people why Numbers is not terrible, uh, let me just read to you a passage of the people of Gad, their generations. See, yeah, you started glazing over right when I said that. By their clans, by their father's houses, according to the number of the names from 20 years old and upward, all who are able to go to war, those listed in the tribe of Gad, were 45,650. Man, that is impactful devotional reading. It is interesting, yeah. Sorry, shouldn't be sarcastic about that. The truth is, this is the word of God. And so the entire book of Numbers is just as important as any of the other 66 books that we have access to. My my point wasn't so much that Numbers doesn't belong or it's not fun. It's just, like, if you're going to think about what book do I want to read today, Numbers is never the one that pops in my head. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now, with that said, it's probably the book that I need to read more often than I do because... I'm just as complicit in some of these rebellions as these guys are, which maybe is why I avoid it all the more because I don't want to deal with that part of my heart. You don't want the biblical mirror. Held this up? just turned into confession corner with Chris. <laughs> what? How did that happen? That's not we good. We went from cranky Chris to confessional Chris. 
Yeah. Well, he's got a lot of guilt, so <laughs> we'll let him deal with it. No, but the truth is, this is the word of God. It is impactful. It is important. Even the numbers have significance. We didn't want to go into any of that. We don't have time to go into any of that. And it's not really super exciting, but it's just the numbers matter. And this book exists for that reason. Numbers matters. So I don't have to like it, but I did read it. No charge for your therapy session today. Thank you. You've you've made great strides. (laughs) And we're all proud of you. (laughs) Man, I feel good. I feel so much better. Thanks for that. And uh, yeah, everybody, thanks for listening. And we'll, uh, I guess we'll catch you next time. But we're not talking about numbers next time. No, we aren't.